0: Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn how to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out and find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, a songwriter, life coach, and wellness advocate, Liz Langston. Hello, everybody. I have missed you guys. I, oh my gosh. So if you didn't notice, I took a couple weeks off. It wasn't like a vacation type of weeks off. It was like mental drama explosion, questioning everything about my life, total identity crisis, but in such a good way. You want to know why? Because I hired a coach, y'all. Oh man. If you are running any sort of side gig or a business and you want to up-level it, What are you doing without a coach? That's all I have to say because no, but really like I just cannot recommend coaching enough. And I have to say, I love being a coach that has a coach makes it so much easier to sell, right? Okay. Today we are talking about circumstances are neutral, which is essentially another way to say that things outside of yourself do not act upon you and create within you feelings. Like, you know, when you're sitting in the movie theater and you watch a movie and you think that that movie made you cry, right? And in certain physiological levels, there is a such thing as mirroring where if we see someone cry without even a thought in our brain, like it's that much easier for our body to cry, like that emotional mirroring. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is on a purely cognitive level our feelings are created by our thoughts your brain creates your feelings so when i say circumstances are neutral what that means is that your husband and what he says to you doesn't actually create anger inside of you and if you i know this might seem crazy right because Here's the reality is it feels so real when you're in it. It feels like our husband's words create anger or create sadness or whatever. But really, if you were to zoom in, press pause on your life in that moment when he says that thing, and then there's a space between what he says and what you feel, and that is your thoughts about what he says. And so I'm guessing I'm positive, actually, if you were to go in and look at why you were upset when he said something to you, and this is just an example, right? But you would find that you had a thought about what he said. You made it mean something. You added meaning to it. And pause before I go more into this, let me just say, this is not a problem at all. This is what our brains are supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be creating meaning, as we go through experiencing the world around us and interacting with different stimuli, stimuluses. I don't even know. Stimuli? I don't know. So, <laughs> right? So, what I'm trying to get at is that circumstances, anything outside of ourselves, let's let's go over what a circumstance is. That's that's my first point here. What's a circumstance? A circumstance is anything that you don't have control over, that you either see, hear, touch, everything like we're talking about like a school shooting is a circumstance and we're going to get to the extreme cases in a minute about how is it possible that they can be neutral but let's let's hold on for that so school shooting like anything you see on the news is a circumstance anything somebody says to you is a circumstance the way you were born is a circumstance in general your circum—no, like always our circumstances are not what create our experience. And so let's say, let's go with depression. Let's say depression is a circumstance. You get to choose the thoughts that you have about your depression, okay? And this was what healed me, this truth right here, is that maybe I didn't understand why I was having these symptoms. Maybe I didn't understand my blues that I was in and the foggy mentalness mentalness, the foggy mental state that I had. And maybe I didn't understand why I couldn't fall asleep even though I was tired and why I had no sex drive. But instead of thinking, why is this happening to me? This isn't fair. I never asked for this. Motherhood has been deceiving. Nobody tells you this. The medical system didn't screen for this. It's not helpful enough. Why don't more people tell me this and empathize and sympathize and yada, 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 right? which are all validated thoughts, but they're thoughts. They're not circumstances. So rather than thinking those thoughts, what was the most healing to me was owning the fact that my experience of the depression, the the depressive symptoms that I was experiencing, the way the impact that they had on my life and the way they affected me was actually very much in my control. And more than just in my control, it was product of how I was thinking about my depression. Okay. So whether or not you're depressed, I don't have the capacity professionally to tell you that, nor should I, I can give you my best guess. Sure. But that's not my place as a coach. That's your doctor's place. And that's, that's your place to go get that help and stuff. But what I can help you with is how you're going to deal with that, how you get through it. And not just the it being depression and postpartum, or not just depression, like even just postpartum struggle, but anything else in your life. Okay. So the last thing, not the last thing ever, but the last thing I'm going to say, and then we're going to talk about the extreme cases and get a little bit more nitty gritty with circumstances. But the last thing I want to say is that it is my honest belief through my life's experience and just my wisdom and my personal belief that the postpartum struggle that happens, that mo I mean, most people experience some degree of struggle, some struggle way more than others. And it's to the point where it's debilitating and they are almost, you know, um, handicapped in a way and, and unstable and they need to go get more help. That was where I was. And there's a big spectrum there. And then and then, even just though, even even if you're mentally well, but nursing, A baby for the first time, that can be very challenging and you can struggle. I just talked to a client today who has big struggles or actually just finished nursing. And she has a lot of guilt about her decision to be done nursing, but has big struggles. So, so these are all things that I talk about, but anyway, my belief is that the postpartum struggle time is actually the best time to get into coaching mind management work, which is what coaching is. It is the best time to learn this. It's the best time to find a podcast like mine. Now, if that's not you, if you're not in the postpartum struggle, welcome. This it's still a great time for you. I just, obviously I have to say that because my story has been that the deepest postpartum struggle, you know, I'm going to extend it and say the t- times of struggle are actually the best time to be hiring a coach. Okay. But, but me personally, my heart is just really in that postpartum period, because here's, here's my argument for that came. Okay? And again, this is my podcast. I get to say what I want. So my argument as to why that belief is true, right? Is that what better investment, what better time is there to invest than before you raise your babies? If you can learn emotional responsibility and hygiene and management, that's something that is not taught in school. No psychology class cuts it. I'm sorry. It doesn't. They don't talk about the model. They don't talk about the fact that circumstances are neutral and no amount of studying neuro- neurology or or, or brain beha- like study is going to cut it either. You've got to link the the circumstances to the thoughts, the thoughts to the feelings, the feelings to the actions, the actions to result. This is your life. This is life. Every problem that you have in your life that you could bring to me, to any coach certified from the life coach school fits into the model. It's either a circumstance, a thought, a feeling, an action, or a result that you don't like or something, right? They're all, it's all there. I can literally help anybody with any problem unless it's got a, um, like a, like a doctor would need to look at it like a more physical basis. But a lot of times, even the things and the symptoms that people go to doctors for like MD doctors or functional medicine, wherever you want to go, but where you'd see a doctor for it many times the thought work that they do with a coat actually solves a lot of the symptoms and takes care of, at least on the emotional level, a lot of the issue. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality. For your most precious gift, Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Also, I can do health coaching, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Anytime you're trying to change a behavior or change a result or change a thought or change a feeling. Anytime you want to feel differently or think differently or act differently or get a different result... Or even when you wish your circumstances were different and you just can't get over how much you wish your circumstances were different. Coaching is there. Coaching's the answer. Coaching's for you. Always, always, always. And if you want to put this to the test, if you don't quite believe this, but you wish that this would, it seems a little too good to true, be true, but you wish this could be true because you're really looking for somebody right now and you like my podcast and you like me and you think I'm kind of cool and you're like doubting that that's true, but it would be nice if it was, that's you come book a free 30 minutes with me. I do three, sorry, free 30. I'm even thinking about doing 40 minute consults because I just want to give space to y'all to just give your problems to me and let me help you. So if that's you, there's always going to be a link in my show notes every episode, except I think the first seven episodes, I don't think I was doing that. And I don't really have the, I don't know how to go back in and edit them because I do this all myself, but from this episode moving forward, you can always find a link to my, my booking link where you can hand pick a selection of time on my calendar. It's literally like my work hour calendar. I open it to you and you get to carve out your name on a slot in my calendar and I will call you. And here's how the, the I'm going to just tell you just a smidge about that session, how it goes. And then I'm going to finish up what I was saying. So I don't judge you. I lead the session I'm trained not to judge. Like when I say I don't judge you, I mean it would ruin my coaching. Like it would take away from the integrity of how I can help you. I don't allow my judgments to be a part of our conversation. So that's just in my training, just so you should know. I also, you don't need to like know what to say or have one problem in mind. Like you just need to be able to um, talk freely and I will ask questions. I will ask you the questions. I will get the information I need from you. You just need to be willing to kind of be there and be open. Um, even just partly. Okay. So come book a session with me, a free 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is. When you go book it, if you, if you need more help, all right, so back to circumstances being neutral, I hope by now you understand what a circumstance is, but essentially it's just anything outside of you that you don't have control over okay? like the Rocky mountains circumstance. Um, now we can change circumstances by like, for example, you could bomb out the Rocky mountains and potentially move them. So in that sense, we can change circumstances. Um, but the model, the CTFAR, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result, filling that all in and, and analyzing it in the way that I do as a coach and that I will teach you to do in sessions together. The purpose of it is not to change our, our circumstances. And it's really the most effective when there's a circumstance you can't change, or you don't even want to change it, right? Like maybe you, you really, you could change your husband's, you know, favorite movie if you tried, you could say, no, really, that like let's say his favorite movie is like a South Park movie. Like maybe they made a movie, I don't know. And you're like, no, that show is degrading and here's all the reasons you need to not like it. And da, 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 di-da-da. And husband could say, Okay, well, because I love you, I'm gonna try really hard to find a new movie that I like. So in that sense you could change the circumstance, but then you're kind of stepping all over another adult's opinion and you're getting manipulative and like trying to ask them to do things just for you. So you just got to decide if you like that reason. Really, there's a lot of things in our lives we actually cannot change, even if we did want to like your mother's cancer diagnosis or your baby that has colic. So this is when these thought tools become amazing and set you so free because you don't just have to say, Oh, well, Like you don't just have to surrender to the fact in your mind. It's not a fact in reality, but the fact that the circumstance is negative, like, oh, it's a terrible thing that my baby has colic. Now, listen, you can believe that if you want, this is an example. Okay. I'm going to run through this example. You can believe that if you want, but let me just ask you, how does it serve you if your baby has colic and you don't know when the end date of this colic is, it could be more months and months then does it serve you to believe that it's just terrible? So I want you to think of in your mind, something that you've been kind of fighting against, kicking against a circumstance, a situation in your life. That's unchangeable that you've been resisting just the way it is and wishing it was different, by the way, I choose to do that sometimes. Okay. I do that. We can, if we can do whatever we want, we're human and we're even adult humans. But the question becomes, at what point do you decide? That it's not worth it to you to try and fight against it. When you get to that point, you have two choices. You can surrender to the terribleness and just decide that it's terrible forever and you're locked into that and poor me and that's terrible. Or you can hire a coach or just do coaching on yourself and learn this work and do, and change your thoughts about it because your thoughts are creating the, the feeling of terrible. Right? Let's say your baby has colic. Like a pediatrician might think this is so fascinating. And when the pediatrician gets around your baby, the, the pediatrician might be like, wow, every time I see a case of colic, I just think it's so interesting how the human body da da, 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 da da, And they're curious and they're finding out why the gut is inflamed or whatever. I don't even know with colic, what the deal is, you know, why this acid reflux is coming up with your baby and um, right. And, and they don't, if they, if your pediatrician just saw it as terrible and you went into the pediatrician to get help, do you think you guys would make much progress? Like, honestly, if your pediatrician was like, Oh, I know that's terrible. I don't even know what to do about it. Cause it's just so terrible. Like I just, when I see patients that have kids with colic, I just feel so bad for them. Right. It doesn't serve your pediatrician to think of it as terrible. That's probably not why they don't think of it as terrible. Like they'd probably just genuinely don't think it's terrible. Like they see it all the time and they're like, look, it's going to pass. Here's what you can do. But for you, why then do you think it's okay for you to think that it's terrible? Like, I just want you to realize you can think whatever you want. Okay. You don't even have to believe that circumstances are neutral, but if you're going to think whatever you want, just ask yourself, do yourself the favor of asking yourself, Is this helping me? Is how I'm thinking about it helping me? Because how you're thinking about it is clearly impacting how it is for you, how the situation's impacting you. And so I just want you to to consider how you're thinking about it, one, because circumstances are neutral and is that serving you? If you decide it is serving you, as long as you like your reasons for thinking that thought and having the corresponding feelings and actions and results, go for it. You are your boss, and actually, when people come to me in coaching sessions and they want coaching on something, I don't judge their decision. I don't, you know, I don't get to have an opinion on like, yes, you should do that, no, you shouldn't. You are at the helm of your ship. You are in the driver's seat of your life. I, as a coach, just help you see what's going on in your mind, and you get decide decide if you keep it or if you leave, let it go. If you like it, if it's serving you, or if it's not. Okay. Then as promised, I am going to go over the extreme cases. Um, And what I mean by extreme cases is I'm going to talk about circumstances that most human beings that share this planet Earth with you and I would consider to be terrible, unfortunate, horrific events, rape, school shootings, murder, um, you know, mass killing, genocide, homicide, right? All this. And also, and then I'm also going to, so this one, I'm not considering an extreme case, but I also do want to talk a little bit about for those of us who are very, very religious, or I guess very much believers in eternal truth. I also want to talk about um, how that kind of falls into circumstances and thoughts and feelings and actions and results. Cause I, I have found and gotten a lot of questions from dear friends of mine and also people who I don't know as well, who are listeners to this podcast on, on how that all works. So first for the extreme examples, because this is so important to talk about. I know if you're anything like me, when I was told that circumstances are neutral, I immediately started trying to think of exceptions to that. And the first place my brain went was my ultimate pain point And the thing I feel the most devastated about when it happens, which is a school shooting. Okay. Like kids or teenagers, here's what I want you to hear me say on this note, right? When it comes to the things that we are devastated about the goal with knowing that circumstances are neutral is not to then go on and neutralize every circumstance for yourself so that you never suffer. Okay. That takes away the beauty of having a belief that is firm and strong or having a passion for eradicating sex, human trafficking, right? Like I'm not saying that you need to just neutralize everything. There's just a shift that when you know it's neutral, you know that it cannot act upon you. And so we're just preserving our power by maintaining that circumstances are neutral and in the choice to make it not neutral for me. For example, my choice is to believe that school shootings are terrible. I choose to be devastated when I see any shootings on the news or I hear of any innocent person being taken advantage of in a sexual way. Like, you know, for me, those are my extremes, okay? So I choose that devastation, though, by my thoughts about it. And honestly, this is what keeps us sane, right? Like, it wouldn't be normal for me to get elated by or be completely unaffected by something like that on the news. So we want to choose to be devastated sometimes. I don't know if you've ever thought of that, but sometimes the most appropriate emotion is a negative emotion and that is preserving a proper way to live and be a human being in the world, the type of human being that I want to be, that you want to be. But when we make sure that we understand that our thoughts about it are creating our experience of it, the circumstance, it just helps us have that much more power as we go about the world. Okay. This last little detail about circumstances being neutral is dedicated specifically to people who have beliefs and in their faith, in their religious life, who believe that these beliefs are true and that they will extend beyond this existence to be true in the hereafter and in the eternities. To say what I'm gonna say about circumstances being neutral and where our religious beliefs belong in this whole idea, in this framework, I need to teach you about the main context of circumstances being neutral, which is the model. The model is, I've referred to it even in this episode and in previous episodes, but let me just review It's a cognitive tool, it's a thought tool, and it essentially catches our thoughts. Remember how I said circumstances are neutral, our thoughts about them cause our feelings, which lead us to our actions and results. So that whole thing is the model. You've got circumstances at the top. If you just write down on a piece of paper vertically, the letters C and then down below that T and then down below that F down below that A down below that R CTFAR circumstances. The C T is thoughts. Feelings is the F a is actions. Results is the R. Okay. This is the model and a lot of very fervent religious believers, like people like me, I am one of these people and I have a lot of friends and family who are with these people who they hear about the model and they hear that our beliefs about what's really truly true for everybody even if other people don't believe these beliefs that these beliefs belong in the T line or the thought line right CTFAR the T that they're just a thought and and some by in some way when when we're told that are in the model in this cognitive tool which by the way is not a dictator dictator or determiner of eternal truth. It is literally just a thought tool. So I want you to keep that in mind. Okay. But regardless, when we hear that, that goes in the T line of this model, this cognitive thought model, sometimes we feel like that discounts our beliefs and we make it mean things. Like we have thoughts about that. I want you, like we have, so, so here we go. Let me just give you this example. The circumstance is that all thoughts, including religious beliefs, belong in the T line of the model, which is a cognitive thought tool. Okay. That is the circumstance. Um, and some of you might be like, well, I don't agree with that. So it can't be the circumstance. So the creator of the model that made the model that dictates how it's used has told us that that's how it, how it's used. And here's why it's genius and why it's actually better And more in line with God's laws, like, is that I want you to remember, and not everybody that's listening could agree with this. Okay. So this really, I'm speaking to a very finite audience. That is a lot of my followers and family, which is members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or any other people of other faiths who believe that there's a thing called agency where God, we're all assuming there is a God now. Okay. That God allows his children to have in this particular existence, Okay. This mortal life that we're going through, um, right. It it's, it's my belief or our belief because I'm talking to you guys that God has allowed us to have agency, which means that there could still be such thing as an eternal truth that it's it that like, let's just say there is eternal truth, but not everybody on this planet earth is forced to believe it or even live by it. Like, let's, let's say the Ten Commandments are eternal truth, okay? Does everybody on the earth live by eternal truth? No. And so for us being mortal people in this particular existence, where God is not physically present on the earth right now with us for a reason, right? We're here to learn and grow and to have our own agency and see what we will do with it. We put our beliefs, even those that we consider to be eternal truth, as testified to us by the Holy ghost or the Holy spirit. We put them in the T line because on this planet earth with the way that people are living right now, not everyone would agree. Not everyone does agree that God even exists or that the 10 commandments are truth. Okay. So that's why they go in the T line for now. And then right. Heaven help us when kingdom come and Jesus is on the earth again, we will get to say, look, see These T's are C's y'all. But until then, we have to respect that not everybody on this planet earth believes those things, but we do. And here's what I want to offer you. Just because you put that belief in the T line does not discount, does not have to discount its eternal truth. You are having thoughts about the circumstance of the, the thought going in the T line and not the C line. You're having thoughts about that. That are causing you to feel feelings of maybe fear or discomfort because you're making it mean things like if I put eternal truth in the T line, in the thought line, if I just say that it's a thought, then that means it's not actually true. And why would I ever want to do that if I believe it is true? And that's not being good in my faith. And that's betraying God. It's not at all true. That's your thought about it. Okay? Because the reality is the act of putting your religious belief inside of a small little tool that does not dictate eternal truth at all. It's called the model and some lady on this earth created it. Okay. She's not a dictator of eternal truth. She's literally just found an amazing tool, which I believe honestly that God gave her in her mind. Um, she's using this tool to help us on this journey of life, navigate the way that our thoughts create our feelings and to be more empowered and more free from circumstances acting upon us, to be more agents unto ourselves, to have more joy, to be at the helm of our ship, the driver's seat of our life. Okay, She's not trying to corrupt eternal truths by telling you to put them in the T-line. You are feeling your feelings about her or about putting thoughts in the T-line because of your thoughts about it, what you're making it mean. Because here's what's true is I put my beliefs in the T-line and guess what I make it mean? I make it mean things like, wow, my faith is so strong that there's so many, because there's so many people on this earth that don't believe this, I can put it in the T line and believe that it's truth forevermore. And I can rejoice and experience all of the wonderful things that come to me in this life when I choose to believe that there is a God. And when I choose to believe that all the people on this earth are my brothers and sisters. And when I choose to believe that there is an afterlife and that Jesus is the Christ. And putting it in the T line doesn't take away any of the eternal truthness of it for me and doesn't take away any of the lovely blessings I experience from my beliefs. All right. So that was a little bit of a tangent and not completely relevant to just circumstances or neutral, but I had to get it out there because I have had a best friend completely like dismiss coaching because of this issue. And I've also had really good friends or followers on my pages who have been like, I struggle with this. I believe that, you know, these things, these beliefs of mine are treasures to me. They're eternal truths. How could I ever put them in the T line? And I want you to know that putting them in the T line is neutral and just watch the thoughts that you're having about it. You might be making it your, if it bothers you, you're probably making it mean things like, um, putting it in the T line is taking away from its eternal significance for me. And that's just not true. It's you're just putting it in a little thought tool and it's just preserving the agency of all the other people on this earth who are not forced in this existence to believe these things, even though to you and I wink, wink, right? They are eternal truths and we get to experience the lovely blessings of believing that in this life. And honestly, there's positives to the people who don't believe them in this life, right? They don't have to worry about Are they keeping the commandments like it serves them in some ways? Like, let's be real honest. It's not always easy adhering to eternal truths and worrying or, or even thinking about the life after this one. There are some really positive or like at least easier things about not, not knowing or not caring about a life after this one. But there's also some beautiful things about adhering to that belief and living according to it both now and in the hereafter, right? Which is my belief. People are free to choose on this planet. And that's why we put things in the T-line, even religious beliefs, even if they are wink, wink, eternally true to us. All right, y'all, we'll talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week. I'm so excited to be back with you on the podcast. And please help me to keep this going. Put in some reviews. I would so appreciate that. It would help me to spend this time and energy putting this podcast out for you. But in the reality of it all, It's my choice and I love this choice to give you this podcast because that's how real and present and invested I am in my business and in helping you guys and getting the workout in the world. So I'll see you next week take care. Bye-bye. Hey, Liz here. When I was struggling as a mom of three littles, it was actually a podcast just like this that a friend shared with me that woke me up to getting the help I needed. Please consider sharing a favorite episode with a friend or leave me a review on iTunes to help other moms find the help they need here too. And if you're wanting to get more involved with these topics, you can join my Facebook group for even more discussion, fun, live Q and a sessions, getting to know other moms and wellness ideas. We're at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash wake up your wellness. All one word. Be well, my friends, and I will see you there.